This is an ICGC Cornerstone podcast. At Cornerstone, we believe in the power of the Word of God to transform lives and empower people to influence their generation. And now, time for the message. everybody out here and so um now you start us off you read the scripture and then we start yeah definitely uh <laughs> so yes let's let's read some scripture tell somebody some scripture awesome turn to second samuel chapter 13 verses 1 to 15 it's a long i think scripture. it's the longest i've ever read since i started preaching second samuel <laughs> chapter 13 but it's a good scripture it's going to be a blessing to us second samuel 13 1 to 15 it's a very interesting story uh, that more or less sums up what we're discussing today, and I think it's going to be a blessing to us. It says, after this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so distressed over his sister Tamar that he became sick, for she was a virgin, and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimei, David's brother. Now, Jonadab was a very crafty man. And he said to him, why are you, somebody is reading the scripture with me at the back there. Why are you, the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother's Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. Hmm. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Please, let my sister Tama come and give me food. And prepare the food in my sight, that I may see it and eat it from her hand. Then Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please, let Tama, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes for me. In my sight, that I may eat from her hand. And David sent home to Tamar, saying, Now go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was lying down. Then she took the flour and kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. And she took the pan and placed them out before him. But he refused to eat. Then Amnon said, have everyone, everyone go, have everyone go out from here. <laughs> and they all went out from him. And Amnon said to Tama, bring the food into the bedroom. Hallelujah. That I may eat from your hand. <laughs> and Tama took the cakes which she had made and brought them to Amnon, her brother, in the bedroom. Now when she had brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her hair and said to her, Come. Lie with me, my sister. But she answered him, No, my brother, do not force me. For no such thing should be done in Israel. Do not, dis- do, not do this disgraceful thing. And I, where could I take my shame? And as for you, you would be like one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not heed her voice. 
And being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly. So that the hatred which he had, which he had hated her, was greater than the love which he had loved her. And Amnon said to her, Arise and be gone. The power of the bedroom. Mm, all right. I don't know about sure, but this scripture, every time I read it, I'm like, how? I don't know if I've come across it in the Bible. I don't know how many times I've come across it in the Bible, but it's one of those scriptures that makes you like, hmm, like, is this real? Is this an actual story that happened? And, you know, one of the things that, one of the reasons why we decided the topic love, lust, and lies is because we believe that it's a needed topic. It's a, it's a topic that has to be had. It's an honest conversation between you and us or us and you. And like I said, Harry and I will do our best to dive into it because whenever we think of lust, we think of it in a sense as for like JSS because that is when you, you preach it. Like if you are yeah, like a JSS, a youth, you know, yeah, preaching last. If you're in high school, you preach last, because in high school, it's a whole different level. And university, you preach it. You preach it to single people. But the thing that I've come to realize, that last is not just for single people. Last can happen to married people. It's not just for young. Last can happen to old people. And until we start having conversations about it, you would think that because I am married or because I passed a certain age, lust will never affect me. So we are going to talk about it. And there are a few things that we see from this scripture. We'll just talk about a few because of time. Um, when you go home, read it again. And um, I'm sure that this will be our uncle's scripture throughout the month. And we would peel it level by level, uh, peel by peel. The first thing that we want to do is to define lust. And basically, we want to define lust. I don't think there are notes, so just write. We want to define lust as using someone as an instrument for your satisfaction. Using someone to meet a need for you. Using someone to fill a void for you. And there are a few things that we can pick from the scripture that we read. The first thing is that lust will usually look like love in the beginning of a relationship. The Bible talks about the fact that Amnon, the son of David, loved her. He actually loved her. Or whatever he, did, he, he displayed looked like love. He was calling her. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that sometimes we'll meet someone and we are not sure, is this love or is this lust, right? Because the person is demonstrating love. He is calling you. There was this one guy. Hey, I've said, I've said this story before. I'll just say, just in case you all missed it. This one guy that like liked me and I was kind of feeling him, but like I knew that you will not, like I won't date you. Purely a lust situation going on there. So we're talking. All you poor talking. We will get there another day. So we were talking, and then he would say, I just want to talk to you all. In fact, I can't even go to sleep without you being on the... I want to hear you breathe as you... 
even what is going on. But you're, let me not go ahead of myself. Anyways, so you would find someone who always wants to talk to you. Someone who always says, I want to hang out with you. The person is paying you compliments left, right, center. The person is always saying nice things to you. All these things are nice. They might look like an indication of love and they can be, but sometimes it can be lust. Right, babe? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it can be lust because, like you said, love would, I mean, lust sometimes would look like love in the beginning uh, because, um, and, and that's why, you know, we always tell people that, I mean, it's time that clarifies. Sometimes, you know, just with time. Because if you're, if you're not careful, at the first impulse, you are making a decision. At the first, first impulse, you are jumping into something. And, 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 and sometimes, you don't know what you are jumping into. Yeah. So, 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 so people f- have that experience. They have that feeling. They have something bubbling within them. And they just jump into it. But, 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 but you have to take time to clarify. If, if you are the one, what am I feeling? Is, is this feeling just something on the surface? Is there something deeper than what I'm feeling? If it's somebody, if, 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 it, if it's someone towards you, 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 have to, you have to let the person understand that, that, that I'm not just going, just going to jump into something just because of how you feel. It is time that clarifies because, because, because we need certain tests that will help us to know, is this thing love or is it lust? And that's why it gets confusing for a lot of people. Because they jump into it thinking it is love. Ending up knowing that it is actually lust. And like you said in the Bible that, 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 that Amnon loved her. But it was, he, he, he thought he loved her. But what, what he actually wanted was not a loving relation. What he actually wanted was just actually to sleep with her. That's what he wanted. And, and, and just in the, in the spare of the moment with everything that happened, we saw the result of that. And so we, we tell people that, 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 that when all these things are happening, sometimes you, you know, emotions are involved. Sometimes you're, you know, you're not thinking straight. Uh, and, and, so, and so you have to allow time. Otherwise, you would jump into something that you think is love, but then it ends, ends up being lust. Yeah. And now you jump into it, you are stuck, and you don't know what to do. As well. And, and I love what PH said about sometimes you meet someone, you are attracted to them. The Bible talks about the fact that Amnon was attracted to Tamar. He was attracted to her. You meet someone and genuinely you are attracted to them. Usually we would say that, wait, let time clarify because you are not sure what that attraction really is. Amnon was, I don't think Amnon said that one day is the day I'll sleep with this girl by all means. We will get there. But he was attracted to her. He saw her and there was something about her that she, he liked. And he wanted to pursue that thing. When you are the person who is attracted to someone, wait and let time clarify it. Because sometimes you are not sure exactly why you are attracted to that person. And when you are the receiver, wait, let time clarify. Because you don't want to go to the first person that tells you that you're beautiful. You don't want to go to the first person that tells you that I love you. Because the person might mean well, but time will clarify if it's love or if it's lust. The fact that there's attraction doesn't mean that it's love. It's interesting that the Bible said that he, had, he was like so much attracted to her that he actually fell sick. 
we just read it. The guy was sick. The guy was lying in bed and was sick. And it's interesting that the world has lied to us. The world has a phrase called, I am lovesick. Then we too, we are saying, hey, I'm lovesick. Just let me advise you. If you are in a relationship and it makes you feel like throwing up and vomiting, just know that's not a good relationship for you. No good relationship to make you feel that sick. Like this particular guy I was talking about. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you breathe. And we are like, oh my God, this is love. We are wooing and we are being moved left by right by simple words. This guy was sick in love. And we will read it and say, wow, what a love. He, he can't get over me. Hey! Women of God, men of God, it might not be love. It might be lust. Yeah, it might be lust. And, you know, don't, don't believe quickly. Yeah. Don't believe quickly. Sometimes, you know, we just fall too quick. The person is, uh, is in church or is spiritual or whatever. That. Yes, the person can be in church and he can still be lost. It cannot. It can be. It, it can still be lost. So, so don't be. Don't don't believe too quickly. You have to. You have to find mechanisms of protecting yourself. You understand what I'm trying to say? You have to find ways of protecting yourself because if you don't protect yourself, you will find yourself stuck in something, and now you don't know. Don't act too quickly on your feelings. You might feel something, but don't act. And, and that helps you. What, what that does is that it helps you to build certain mechanisms of self-control. Because, because self-control is the ability not to be able to act on how you feel. That is self-control. The ability not to be able to act on how you feel. Because when you start dating somebody or you're in marriage, you will find other people very attractive. But when you build that mechanisms, you don't act on what you feel. You don't act on, on the first impulse. You don't act on what comes to your mind. You, you, you have to wait it out. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And the second thing is, last promises us satisfaction now, fulfillment now, pleasure now. Lust is always in a hurry. Lust is always in a rush. But the danger of being in a hurry and the danger of being in a rush is that you think that if it doesn't happen now, it's over. So you are going to do whatever you can do to make sure that that thing happens now. So Tamar is pleading with Amnon and he, she's telling him that don't do this. If you do this, it's going to affect me. If you do this, it's going to, 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 to not let me be, be, to not let me have a future. If you do this, my life is over. If you do this, I don't have any future with anybody else. But Amnon says, I want you now. So he couldn't even hear what she was saying. The Bible tells us that he did not heed to her voice. And being stronger than she, he forced her to lay with him. Lust doesn't give you the opportunity to think critically about what you are feeling. It doesn't give you the opportunity to be patient and to really dive into what you are going through. It doesn't let you consider the flaws in your feeling. So lust will not let you see that maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't pursue this. 
It's always saying that you, regardless of what it looks like, you have to have it right now. You, you can't sleep with Tamar, but you want it right now, so you should just do it anyway. You cannot do this, but you have to do it right now, right now, right now, right now. Love is patient. Lust does not wait. Lust wants to run out. Lust is the thing that will tell you, if you love me, do this for me now. If you love me, let me touch you now. If you love me, give me all your money now. Hey, that's like a different topic. I saw that one on, on, on Twitter anyway. If you love me, give it to me now. I want you to prove to me right now that we are meeting, we are talking, that you love me. And when you say it's not my values, the guy or the girl will say you don't love me. Lust is never patient. Lust is always saying right now, right now, let's get it on. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know this, I mean, because, you see, the, the thing about lust, like, like PN is saying, is that it, it will cloud your judgment. You see, lust doesn't give you the time to think about the consequences of what you are doing. So, so it, it thinks about the immediate, it thinks about the present need, it thinks about satisfying it now. So there's no time to think about the consequences. It's after it that you begin to consider consequences. Yeah. And, 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 so, and, so, and so lust, because, because with, with lust is the spirit of haste. Because what haste does is that haste doesn't give, will not give you time. It denies you because lust doesn't want you to, to think about the consequences. He wants you to act on how you feel now and, and, and just hope that, that the consequences will take care of itself. That is, and anything that has the spirit of haste on it, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. If I'm dating and I'm keeping myself for marriage, why, why the haste? What's the haste? Have you asked yourself before? What's the haste? Why are we rushing? For something we'll enjoy for a very long time. Yes. Why are we rushing? Forever. Why are we rushing? It's a question that we have to ask ourselves. I mean, I mean, and even in my journal, you find lust, yeah. the spirit of haste. Where even sometimes spouses, couples are telling um, their spouse to do things that I'm, I mean, I, I know of a couple where all the man wanted from his wife was anal sex. Yeah, the whole place is quiet now. Yeah, we told you to go deeper. <laughs> that is all the guy wanted. He said, I'll pass the back alley. And, and we, we all know that that, that I mean, in our sex, is not, <laughs> it's not any sign of love whatsoever. Because it has its function. But that was what the man wanted. Because of what he has watched somewhere else. And so because you might think that you can't bring it in marriage, but you can bring it in marriage. There are couples who watch pornography together and are trying to act it out in marriage. So you are inviting the world, that spirit of lust into your marriage, but you say, oh, but we are married. So God sanctions everything that we do. Are you sure? So God is pleased with everything that we do. Are you sure? So we are married so we can do whatever we want. Are you sure? Lust happens is now, now, now. And once you and that is why many people have mortgaged their future. Because of now. And every time they do it now, they look, everything you notice know, when they when it happens, they look for any regrets. Why is it not satisfaction? 
Why wasn't Amnon happy after the, the experience? The Bible says he hated more. The, the hatred he had for her was more than the love he used to have for her. Why? Because it's all about now. Yeah. yeah. And I think one thing that it says here is that, however, he will not heed to her voice and being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Mm. Love protects your vulnerability. Love takes advantage of your vulnerabilities. Lust is a thing that says, I don't care what your weakness is, I'm still going to abuse you. I don't care if you are weaker than me, I'm going to take advantage of you. So if there's an aspect, I, I, I love to tell this story of how for both of us, we're in long distance relationship for six years. And whenever you're in long distance relationship with somebody and you finally meet the person, Maybe it should have been love, sex, sex. Because all you want to do is give your all. Take me as I am. Use me as you please. Whatever you can do, do it to the glory of the Father and the Son. So when we were dating and I, we met, like it's been like a year. They're just sucking on, like the thing is loading. It's like compacted. And you've met the person. There were times that I'm like, today is the day. <laughs> today is the day, Harriet. If he slacks, I would teach this guy something. Like, I, I planned for your life. But he knew that I had a value. And my value was that I'm keeping myself for marriage. So the point where I felt weak and the points where I was vulnerable, this man right here rather protected vulnerability rather than taking advantage of vulnerability. Lust will take advantage of your vulnerability. Whenever you feel low, that's when they come and take advantage of you. And that can happen outside of marriage and in marriage. Lust is a feeling. Love is a commitment. That's what you're looking for. You're not looking for someone that just says, I love you. You're looking for someone that is committed to you. It's committed to put you first. It's committed to make sure that you are who God calls you to be. Not someone who is interested in just feeling something right now. The third thing is that love objectifies a person. Amnon refused to see Tamar as a person. He refused to hear her cry. He refused to hear her hurts. He refused to, to, to see her as the image of God. All he saw was an object of his pleasure. All he saw was what he could get from her. He couldn't move past it. Love, lust would always objectify you. So even when you are married, you can be objectified by your partner. Even when you are married, your spouse can objectify you. When you are married and all that you want is sex. All that you want is let's do this thing right now. So that even when your spouse is not ready, even when your spouse is tired and cannot, you can take advantage of her. That is lust. That is not love. I was talking to a few people a few days ago. And I was telling her that I don't know where married people got this. That I can last after my spouse. Where in the world did
did you understand that form? That you think that if God, all wise God, said that lust is not, it is not something you should pursue outside of marriage, that that God would say, now pursue it in marriage. When God says, do not have sex with someone he's someone you're not married to, it, that same law applies when you are married. You cannot have sex with somebody outside of your marriage. It's the same law. When God tells you do not lie before you get married, when you are married is do not lie. Whatever God tells you when you are single, it translates to when you are married. So some of you are thinking that it's freedom time. And you are using what God has sanctified and what God has ordained to meet your pleasure. That is lust. That is not love. That is another message for another day. But you have to be careful what you are calling love and what you are calling love. Like P.H. said, not all things are permissible in marriage. You can invite lust into your marriage. I tell you guys this all the time. That even for me, there are certain movies that I will not watch. Because I know that if I watch those movies, lust will enter my heart. And once lust has entered my heart, the Bible talks, you know, so, so Jesus is talking and he's telling them that if you look at a woman twice, you have committed adultery in your heart. Because your heart, your mind is the largest sex organ. Hey, people thought we'll be opening this in the Bible room. It happens here first. Whatever you think here is what you will do there. So even for me, there are certain things I cannot allow in here because it's going to affect how I treat my husband. Like when I'm having, when, when we are being intimate, I'm dreaming of another man. When we are being intimate, he's dreaming of another woman. You are saying yes, yes, but it's not yes, yes to him. It's yes, yes to Kofi. I told you that we'll go there because we are 100% in this church. And we want your marriage to be sanctified and holy. We want your marriage to please God. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and just like you, like you say, it's sweating. <laughs> just like you say, it happens in marriage a lot, where sometimes couples are being intimate and having sex, but the couples actually respond to an old boyfriend or an old girl. Yeah, it does happen. Don't say Yahoo, haha. It does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people we counsel, they are not unbelievers. <laughs> they are Christians. They are tongue speaking, and it happens. Oh yeah, it happens. Where the person is sleeping with your spouse, but the body is the spouse, but the mind is on somebody else, and it does happen. And, and that's why you know, in relationships, it's very important that it's not driven by. You see, because when when the relationship is driven by lust, your conversation is very shallow. Yeah. You don't go beyond what you see. You don't go beyond how, or every day is how you see, is how you look, uh, is, is, is what you have. Is that, that's all you talk about. And you, you, there's nothing deeper. Yeah. We don't, we don't d dive into values. We don't dive, in, dive into your future. We don't dive into what you're thinking about. It's, every day is always about your body. You know, it, it's, 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 and, and sometimes people are in such relationships and the conversation is never deep. Yeah. And it's always shallow. Everything we talk about is very shallow. That kind of relationship cannot be sustained for a very long time. Because somebody else will come with a nicer body. Somebody else will come with more money. Somebody else will come with a better physique. They will, their grass will always look greener on the other side. 
it will always look greener. And that's why it says it's, it's, it says it's not just a feeling, it's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment. Because if we don't have that understanding, we, you, 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 you date somebody, but you never really know them. You never really know who they are. You never really know the deep concerns that they have. You're never really, really able to get them to know them intimately in a way that is just beyond the surface. Yes, everybody knows I have a nice body. Is that all you know about me? Beyond what I have, what do you know about me? What do you know about me? And, and so if your relationship is, your conversation, your relationship is revolving around such you are probably not in a serious relationship. Because in a serious relationship, you are very significant. I mean, Pierre and I were talking about so many significant things in our relationship. So many, we went to deeper conversations, had very serious conversations that, that make you think. The person you are dating is not only, a, not only blessing you emotionally, but they are blessing you intellectually. They are challenging you spiritually. They are stretching you. That is the kind, not just about lust and this, and tell you your body, 10, let me see. This, uh, and all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Can, let me, can I hug you from, can I do this? Can I hug you from behind? Yeah, from behind. Like classic can I hug you from behind? What, what, what is those things? Then the woman will be smiling. Yeah. Can I hug you from behind? Oh, stop it. <laughs> I love how you look in that skirt. Oh, then you're happy. Look at you, then you are love. Yeah, I'm in love. Hey, this guy, he can't get his hands off me. All these things. And, and in Ghana, people say things like, you know, do I go there? <laughs> you know. You know, people use terms on ladies like, they say, they say Medivu. Hey. Like, what? Are you crazy? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I, 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 will, I will eat you. Like, 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 am I pizza or something? Like, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And they say, and, and, and then the, the lady is flipping her hair. Stop it. Stop it. What's wrong with you? You will eat me. <laughs> you know, because, because sometimes, as, as, as casual as those terms are, they begin to sneak into our conversations. You see, those, people intentionally sneak such words so that when certain things happen, it just looks like, oh, it is normal. I was just eating, and that was it. <laughs> you know, so people, people say these things, and, and, and they become part of our vocabulary. Yeah. And before they say, if you're not careful, I'll eat you. You know, and all these kinds of things. Because the conversations become very shallow. So you, you, you date the person, or you are married to the person, and you don't know jack about the person. They don't even know anything about you. They are talking and you, you, you can see that this guy doesn't know anything about me. Beyond how I look, I mean, that's all he has been saying from day one. Yeah. doesn't know what I like. He doesn't know what I dislike. He doesn't know what my pursuits are. He doesn't know what my deep desires are. He doesn't know what my aspirations are. He doesn't know anything about me. And every conversation has to lead to the, to the bedroom. Like we read. It has to lead to sex. Everything he says has to lead to sex. That relationship is characterized by lust. Yeah. Whether it is between two Christians or not, it is characterized by lust. Yeah. And yes, it's good. And finally, before we attempt to take questions, I think we've gone a little bit over time, is our lust tends to hate immediately after its desires has been met or have been met. It tends immediately to hate. 
I remember we had this, the, this friend and we all thought they were in love with each other. So the love tend to hate. <laughs> and I don't want to say their stories in case, you know, they're watching online. So I will say it when we go offline. I'll tell you what happened. It's like when you marry somebody and at the altar you say, I love you, you love me for better or for worse. And as soon as you get married and you have sex, moves from love to hate. You cannot stand to be around the person. You cannot stand to sit with the person. The only thing you can stand to do is have sex with them. You cannot stand to have a conversation with them. They move from someone I loved to someone that I cannot even tolerate. That is lust. You got into the relationship with a wrong mindset. So the Bible talks about the fact that Amnon loved her. And he just wanted to experience that love by having sex with her. But immediately when he had it, he actually started hating her more than he had ever loved her. Something that might have looked so beautiful, he wants to spend time with me. He loves the smell of my cologne. She said that my muscles are muscly. She said that the way that I look when I turn my back, it is, <clears throat> and then you get overwhelmed because you think it's love. You get overwhelmed because you think that this guy or this lady is really appreciating me. All that they are doing is lusting after you. And once they get what they want, they immediately walk away. And sometimes that is how most of us have heartbreaks. It's a different conversation for another month, a whole month. Because some of us are walking around and we are hurt. We are walking around and we are broken. We are walking around because someone took advantage of our vulnerability. And we think that that person loved us. I'm here to break the news to you. That wasn't love. So you're walking around with the bitterness. Me, they are marry. Me, they hate all men. All women want me for their money. You've experienced something, but that thing was not love. Because once you experience the kind of love that God wants us to have, it will be a totally different experience for you. Yeah, it will be a totally different experience. And, you know, it, it's just good to have this clarity because sometimes you can be giving somebody love and they're giving you lust. Sometimes you are in love, but the person is in lust. Uh, so, so if you don't have that clarity, you are thinking that I'm reciprocating love. And so what I'm getting back is love, but you have to clarify. So, because at that moment, you are vulnerable, you are open, and all the person wants is to take advantage of you. And after they are done with you, they, they, they want to have nothing to do with you. So, the question becomes, how can somebody say they love me and yet use me? How can somebody say they love me and then yet treat me as an object? And so, it hurts a lot of, both, it hurts a lot of people, both male and female. We struggle with that. But, but I thought you loved me. Because I'm giving you love. But... For all I knew, all you wanted was just what I had, how I looked, and all that. And so it's very important to be able to clarify that so that you don't 
um, you're able to protect yourself, but you don't, you don't get yourself hurt again as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the message. God bless you.